20 square box. Blocks. Blocks. 20 square blocks. So I always say I'm a little bit different from most chiropractors in the fact that I kind of help people be human. I tend to find that people learn much more if you tell them a story, you tell them an anecdote, you tell them something that happened to yourself. Otherwise, like, you stand there and you lecture to them. Like, no one wants that. If you really want someone to come on board with your ideas and change their life, entertain them a little bit. What's the purpose of being human? Is it to be stress-free and happy? Is it to push the boundaries of humankind? Or perhaps it's just to live a full life? I sat down with Dr. Leandra Brady-Walker, who studied her Masters in Clinical Chiropractic at RMIT in Melbourne. Well, Bandura. Not really Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Have you been to Bandura? And we discussed what it's like to be human. I've been a chiropractor for 13 years now. I owned a really big business in Darwin and we sold it. Um, We won a Telstra Business Award. Like, yeah, it was everything I thought I wanted. And we woke up one morning and just went, is this it? Like, so now what? So we sold our business and we moved to Ballarat, which is where my husband was born and his family is. Um, And, yeah, we've been here now almost six years. So you went from the hottest place in Australia, well, not quite, but one of the hottest to one of the coldest. Yes, extremes. <laughs> yeah, I don't do anything by halves. I always say, like, there are some people that live their lives, like, in a really small window, like the pendulum just barely moves. Yeah, I am a extremes person. Like, I am 100% every which way. So don't do anything by halves. Two feet first, always. Now, you said your husband was born in Ballarat. Yes, I always joke that his people came on boats and not mine. Like his great-grandfather was born at the Eureka Stockade. Wait, wait, I'm about to go back. Yes, and someone else was like second in charge to Peter Laylor or something. Yeah, right. I don't know, he's very white. Did you just yawn when you're talking about your husband? (laughs) I did, it's very boring. (laughs) All right, so now... You live in Soldiers Hill? Yes. It's a good area, except for the fact that, um, you, like, you know what happened. Like, Soldiers Hill's the older suburb, and you know what happened there, right? People died, I don't know. Oh, so many people. It's awful. And so, like, I've got a lot of, like, left of centre friends, actually. Um, and one of my friends was a shaman. And so she came to my house, right? Um, and she's like, ooh, you know, there's some stuff in here. We've got to clear this house, right? She's like, there's a bunch of entities. So it turns out there was a little boy. Anyway. He's like a ghost and so forth. <laughs> ghost but like an energy i guess um but yeah so well there was like because i kept saying to my husband let's have another baby like i like we've got two but i was like let's have another baby let's have another one um and my friend was like well when are you when when are you having a baby like where's the little boy sleep yeah, anyway so we had we had him cleared and then the owner of my hang house on, hang on. sorry what happened we had it cleared did you kill them you don't kill them you just send the energy can't be created or destroyed you just send them on their way <laughs> So hang on, so the shaman came around. Oh, yes, so she moved the little boy on. Anyway, then we went to my room, right? And in my room, there used to be a fireplace because it's an old house, there's fireplaces everywhere. But they've boarded it up and that's where our bed now sits and you couldn't move our bed anywhere else. But literally, I would lay awake at night and like obsess, just obsess over how to get the fireplace back. Turns out, sitting sort of in the corner, like near my side of the bed, was the original owner of the house. And he just kept saying like... Okay, now this is a bit weird. Like, 
As soon as the shaman came in, it was like everything. <laughs> as soon as I said the shaman came to my house, you're like, oh, we're going there. Um, so anyway, so I'm like, like my friend, the shaman's sitting and she's chatting to this this energy spirit, whatever. Um, and I can kind of hear him in my head and he just goes, oh, you know, it's all about the legacy. And anyway, in the end, we cut a deal with him that I would buy a painting to put above the bed to like symbolize the fireplace that's been lost, right? Um, anyway, so I went and bought this painting and then I got my landlord to put it up and I'm telling him this story <laughs> like, and he's just, he's cut me off and he's like, look, it's your house, whatever. <laughs> so he's put this painting up. But I always think about that and like, yeah, my landlord's amazing. He comes, like, I Sorry, collect art. the landlord, you're not talking about a ghost now, no, right? No, this is a real person. Okay. <laughs> In the actual human realm who got I'm it. talking to. I can't talk to Spirit realm. Oh, I'm not that person. <laughs> so, where do you meet a shaman? What do you mean? What do I? What do you mean? Where, where do you meet a shaman? <laughs> you you met them here. Yeah, it's a very spiritual place, Ballarat. It's weird. Like I, because you know, I'm a bit woo woo with my practice and stuff, and people are always like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised," um, at how many like woo woo people there are. When we first moved to Ballarat, I remember we were looking at a few houses, and one of them was owned by a witch. Yes. Um, and that was, that was, I found that very strange. What kind of a witch was she? I don't know. She had a purple house and there was just a lot of, um, you know, it smelled like incense. <laughs> just because it smells like incense, you thought she was a witch? No, 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 no. <laughs> she was a witch. We were told. Okay. We were told that. Right. Not, just because, not just because it was a purple house. Okay. Uh, and had a picture of Gandalf there for some reason, you know, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, so I don't, yeah. I don't okay. Know not a real good. wizard. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I thought maybe there's something going on here. I, I, I don't know. But uh, it was too small. <laughs> so the witch didn't put you off, but oh, it's a bit small. The house was a bit small. Well, maybe it was only a bit small in the physical realm, maybe in the spirit, like in the energetic realm. No, there's bigger. nothing wrong if a witch owns the house. <laughs> Don't discriminate against witches. No. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where were you born then? Sri Lanka. Okay, right. Yes, yeah, so I was born. I was yeah, I was born there, and we moved here when I was about three. Actually, I have a really interesting story. You, you know, you were talking about witches being all the places. Um, I had a little brush with a witch when I was a baby, so I used to wake up blue, right? Like couldn't breathe, right? And my mum would wake up and see me blue, and you know, the the all the doctors thought I had asthma, but they couldn't prove it. They couldn't help. So my mum tells it that I had asthma and that I've still got asthma, right? And she reminds me every cold season that I need to take a puffer. Anyway, I was talking to dad about this. So I said to my dad, you know, because I've got asthma. And he looked at me and he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, when I used to wake up blue as a baby. And he's like, that wasn't asthma. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, all right. He's like, well, you know, yeah, you used to wake up blue, but we couldn't find any doctor to help you. So one of their friends said, go see the village witch doctor, right? Anyway, so they went and saw this woman and my dad was a, is quite skeptical. And so he said to her, look, if you can tell me what it is I do for a living, we'll listen to you. I'll do whatever you, you ask. Anyway, she said, okay, it's very strange. She said, you work in a restaurant, but it's in the sky and everyone's facing one direction, right? My dad works, worked on aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. He was a cabin manager. This woman's a witch doctor. She's never seen a plane in her life. My dad just goes, right, yep, got, okay, yep, what do you want us to do? So she's like, okay. She said, what's happening to your daughter? When she's asleep, there's a spirit coming and he's suffocating her, right? He's jealous, doesn't want her in the house, and he's trying to kill her. So he, she said, right, do this. Walk this direction at this time of day. Shake these things. Turn around seven times. Bury something, right? 
So they did it. They did all the stuff. And I was fine. I never had an asthma attack ever again. Never turned blue. And that was it. I need more information. <laughs> I know that's, that is all the information I have been given. <laughs> You moved here because you didn't like the heat. No, it was more about the fact that, you know, Darwin's really isolated and we just, we got to a point when we woke up and went, is this it? Like, this is everything we had, we everything I'd ever wanted. Like, you know, we were at art gallery openings every second thing, you know, every second weekend. We are in the social pages all the time. Like, we won a Telstra Business Award. We were part of that huge business community. And it was, yeah, it was everything I thought I wanted. Um but I wasn't actually happy. Is it because you got to a point where you felt like you've achieved everything you can there, so you're like the big fish in the small pond? Yeah, there was a bit of that. But then coming here is not much bigger. Well, you got Melbourne not too far away. Um, But, I mean, like all the goals I ever thought I had, like what I thought my life would be like at 30, it was exactly it. It was seemingly perfect, but... What do you do when you've done all of your goals by the time you're 30 and you've got about 60-odd years to live? I'm like, like what now? It was, it was a real, you know, third of a life crisis, mm-hmm. could you say? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we just went, this isn't it. Like we thought this was what we wanted, but it wasn't. Both of you were going through this midlife crisis. Yeah, but, it's like, but actually, I actually did a podcast on this thing about self-actualization, and it's really mm-hmm. fascinating that um, people my age and my generation, we self-actualize a lot earlier on because we can actually experience a lot of things. Um, you know, that and you believe you've self-actualized already? Maybe. I don't you know. You do. <laughs> Slightly. But, like, you know, so it's like how young people aren't ta- are having much less risk-taking behavior because it's accessible to them. So, like, if you want to know what it's like to bungee jump – you can YouTube it, you can see it, you can Google it, right? Think about it. If you want to listen to any song ever created, I can Spotify it for you. Like you do not have to be a billionaire with a giant CD collection. Like you have access to that. Wasn't there a Wu-Tang album? (laughs) It was never released. It was one recording that was bought by a millionaire. Well, yeah, but see, okay, so that's one (laughs) example, right? But like, I was in the car with my mum and she's like, oh, I'd really like to listen to Diana Ross. And I'm like, sweet, I can get that for you. Chain reaction on the Spotify. Exactly, on the Spotify, there it is. But, like, you don't have to be – and, like, you know, if I want a private driver, you know, there's Lyft, there's Uber, there's, you know, if I want to like, live in – if I want to be on the Upper East Side in an amazing apartment, I can get onto Airbnb – well, back in the day. I could get onto Airbnb and do it. Why are you telling me this? I'm not sure what the point oh, is. Oh, so hang on. Here, I'll go back to this. Okay. So, you know, it's, it, it, air travel is a lot cheaper. Like, it's like the idea is that you do not have to be a millionaire now to experience, like, millionaire lifestyle. You can experience a lot of stuff, right? So, we're, you know, living in an sure. amazing age. So, because of this, right, there is much less to aim for. Like, you don't have to be a millionaire to experience, you know, eating in the best restaurants, having a private driver. Do you know what I mean? Like, you... So you can have all of these things. So what's there to aim for? I don't understand that you would try at 25, 30, whenever, whenever you decide to aim for something that you go, I want to live like a millionaire. Why not? What is the aim then? Well, I think it's something that uh, satisfies your soul. I think it's the what you're doing. What is the, oh, all right. Then so what's the soul? 
No, no, I wasn't talking spiritually. So what are you? Talking, okay, so what are you here to do then? So well, what is the aim? What's the point? What do you believe you're here to do? Well, that's something at this stage that I haven't figured out yet. But it's probably around what I enjoy doing, which is creating art, creating stories, yeah. storytelling. So why is that any better than wanting to live like a millionaire? Why is that a better purpose? I don't think that that's better. I just don't get that that's a name. That that seems like more of an outcome. All right, cool. Okay, so this is what I do. This is what Does I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But, okay, so this is what I do for my work, okay? So the purpose of being here is to be a human, right? And having all experiences is part of being a human. So no experience is better or worse than the other. But we seem to have this idea that, you know, it's more noble to, you know, want to heal the sick and feed the poor and whatnot, right? Yeah. But, like... That's not your purpose. Like your purpose is literally to be here and experience humanness, right? So that includes all of humanness. So obviously I would say I'm a spiritual person uh, and I work with spirituality. And a lot of people will look at me and say, how can you be spiritual? Because I really like being a human. Like I do my hair nicely. I care about the way I dress because they think that humanness isn't spiritual. But that's kind of the point. Like we're here to be human. We're not here to have a spiritual experience. We're here to have a human experience. But you're into all this spiritual stuff though. Oh, yeah, of course I'm into this spirit. Yes. That's, that's... Do you like the way I put it? <laughs> into this spiritual stuff. Oh, my God, we could pull that apart. Um, but yes, yes, I am into this spiritual stuff. But I'm into this human stuff, you know. It's the same thing. Like we're spirit and energy having a human experience and all human experience is valid. You're here being a human. Why not play? Experience all of it. And that's kind of what the thing is with, you know, being a human. I want to experience it all. Well, you can do that. Like from a very young age, you know, you can now do that. By the time you're 40, you could have done all of it. You know, you could have, you know, bungee jumped and all of it because, you know, money's less of an object now. It's, you know, when my dad started flying, it was really expensive to fly and it was a thing. Yeah. And, you know, when he quit, he was like, when he, when he finally retired, um, he's like, people go to get on their planes. He's like, you see people in business class wearing like tracksuit pants and flip flops. It's because now the every man can access these things. It's not just for the elite. So humanness isn't as much of a struggle anymore. And I really I dislike this idea that you must struggle um, and you must hustle and life must be hard for it to be valuable because that's it's that's crap. That's patriarchy. That's like, you know, keep you small. Like, what's the point? You know, like the point's to be here and just to play. It's a game. So play it. Break it down for me. You're talking okay. about the human experience. Right. Is what you believe we're all here to do. I mean, that's the question that most people ask. Like, why am I here? Weirdly enough, as a chiropractor, I get less of, ow, my back hurts, and more of a, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose? Which is a giant question. And as humans, we all need purpose. You know, we've got, a, we've got such a... And you, do you have the answer? Oh, right. Um, well, I honestly think that my purpose is to experience being a human. That's, that's why I'm here. And then after this, is, is there nothing or is there something else? Energy is not created or destroyed. It's just changed. So I don't know what's next, but I know that there is no end because there's no end to energy. I guess thought requires energy. Yes. And it won't be destroyed. No. 
It'll change though, won't it? Yes, it will. Do you believe that the essence of who you are will then disappear? Well, it won't disappear. No, you it can't won't disappear because it's energy. Um, It'll no, just change. But the essence of who you are, I was talking ah, about, not the, the energy. The essence of who I am, because we are all just energies. And this comes back to what animates us, what's a soul, what's a spirit, what's an energy. I believe we're all just energies. There's a box here marked Pandora. <laughs> I'm just going to open it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, let's just dive right into this. Um, yeah, but. This is a really interesting thing. Religion took this over, okay? So back at the time when um, Galileo discovered that the sun was the centre of the universe and not the earth, church and science decided that they would split, okay? And science said, I will take the body and church said, I will take the spirit and the soul, okay? But we're at a time now where we realise that we cannot keep the two separate. Like, they're not separate, they're the same thing. This isn't part of what you learned in the chiropractic school of Bandura. This not at is, all. Um, this is nothing from Bandura. Bandura was a lot of, this is Terry's major, this is Terry's minor. And that's what chiropractic is. Chiropractic has become very structural, very down the line. Um, it's a, it's, it, it, when I was taught chiropractic, like we're, you know, we're taught, ow, someone's back hurts, right? Look at that spot and whack at it and it should feel better. Like it's still taught like that. It's just... But chiropractic, when it first started, like Dee Dee Palmer said, chiropractic is about reuniting man the spiritual with man the physical. Like it's about like the two energies coming together as a sacred union and experiencing all of this. And what I help to do is remove whatever is getting in the way of that that's you know energetically stuck in your body. So you can be flexible in your spine and flexible in your life and flexible in your mind. And that's how you change your life. So you see the physical and the spiritual as one. Yes. Right. Because it's one thing. Yes. So that's the thing, like, you know, they're not separate entities. So it's not that I'm a doctor looking at your body and somebody else deals with your spirit. Like, I'm helping the two of them. I'm, I'm like, I'm not even in it. Like, it's not about me. It's about you having a journey and me just like, you're driving the car. I'm just here to remind you that your body and your spirit have come together to have an experience, a human experience, and just get rid of the things that are getting in the way of that. All right, uh, so off you go. Thanks for listening to 20 Square Blocks. I'll just get you to move in a little bit closer. Bit clo- closer. All right, cool. Thanks for listening to 20 Square Blocks. If you enjoyed the episode, please share, subscribe, like, review, and tell a friend. Thanks to my special guest, Dr. Leandra Brady-Walker, who lives just three blocks northwest of me. You're actually three blocks southeast from me. <laughs> music by Ryan Goodwin. Check out his other music at virtuallyryan.com. Additional material for the show written by Anne Murison. Editing by the unsurpassable Ricky Cheno. Our logo is designed by Chris Frith. Website curating Ben Lochnane. And thanks to H Studios for the use of the studios. I'm Ben Plaza and this is 20 Square Blocks.